0: Hey everyone. it's JC, the You made New podcast season 5. Run 18. We only have two left after this, but oh, this one is so hard. I've been going back and forth all week. Can I just ask you to have a little prayer in your heart as we talk today? I'm gonna try to keep my emotions in check. Guys, this is one that's very, very personal for me. I am I am at this point on my own journey in a very deep way, and so talking about it's kind of tough. But I also am asking for your prayers because it needs to be personalized. This isn't just about my story and I can share a few thoughts, but I am praying with all my heart that the Lord will help you hear what you need to hear and how to make it personal and how to apply because we're all so different. We are talking today about healing our brokenness. And we're going to start Big subject. We are going to start with a beautiful, beautiful passage of scripture in Isaiah 61. Um, This is one the Lord quoted during his own ministry in his own hometown synagogue when he was trying to portray his ministry, why he was there. This is the passage he chose. And I'm actually, I hope this is okay. I'm going to start by reading it out of the NIV. Um, translation. Instead of the King James, they are both wonderful. But the NIV phrases a few things in a way that's really going to help, I think, us to picture what we need to picture as we talk about this um, very personal subject. So let's go. We're going to go all the way. I'm just going to read NIV, um, Isaiah 61, all the way through verse seven. We're going to skip a few, but it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me, again, picture Christ telling his own town these things. This is why I am here. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim freedom for the captives. And release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion gets even better to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Let's jump to four. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, sorry, I jumped to seven. Instead of your shame, you'll receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice at your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. Think back for a minute. We talked in episode eight. I read kind of a long quote about the arrows that can pierce all of us. At some point in our life journey, they can look very different for each of our lives. But we all have experienced in one way or another, deep wounds, deep pain, Um, Abandonment. We talked about rejection, divorce, betrayal, abuse, humiliation, broken families. It could be suffering at the hands of our peers. Some things we went through there. It may be difficult trials that didn't just steal our joy. It they stole our faith in God. Like how could He let me go through this? See what I mean? It's so personal. But as we've been talking about moving out of our hiding places, removing our fig leaf aprons. I don't know if you have found the same thing I found very quickly is as I began to move out of those things, they laid bare my pain because I had used my fig leaves and my escapes to run and hide from those difficult arrows. The shame, the brokenness of my past, I had used different kinds of escapes to cover that. I had to do it to survive. Some of those things are so painful and so difficult, often happening when you're a child that you just turn to coping to get through it. You don't even know what to do with that. Sometimes the, the things that are so, that pierce you so deeply, we use coping mechanisms. and And I think in a way, it's almost good that we have them when we do or we probably wouldn't even survive at all. So I don't think, Christ shames us for how we've chosen to cope with our wounds. But as we begin to try to strip those things out of our lives, it may lay the wounds bare. There they are. And uh oh man this began this is I've been at this point several times throughout over the years as I've worked through different things in my life but the Lord this one I'm living <laughs> I am living in such a personal way right now that it's hard to find words for me to describe in terms of letting Him come into that brokenness and show me where I I need to be healed. It's funny, um, there's a book that came into my life this week, and I've been studying a lot about the idea of rest. You know, Matthew 11, come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest and sometimes i just have focused on that being we're also just busy and booked too tight and i think of rest as calm and quiet and coming away from all that craziness getting off social media and resting but this book is reinforcing an idea that the lord has also began to teach me that rest full rest in christ as we're we're looking at becoming alive in him being reborn through him but true rest isn't just quiet solitude or reverence or rest comes from healing our brokenness we're carrying those wounds with us no matter where we go if we've buried them and and covered them up with fig leaves or coping mechanisms though they're still there and so he doesn't want to just lead us into a beautiful meadow and let us lay down and yes he does but we can't get there with having covered up our pain or our brokenness or the things we've struggled with, we've just, a lot of us have shoved them down. And and so this book has been talking about that. In fact, the author, the, the book is called Finding Spiritual White Spaces, Awakening Your Soul to Rest. It's by Bonnie Gray. And she said she found the same thing. She started to write a book on rest and was assuming the same thing about, you know, checking out and finding more quiet time. And the Lord said, sent her straight into her past brokenness and began to bring it to the surface so it could be healed. It was actually a really painful process, but her journey has been very um, therapeutic for me. Also, I would highly recommend this book. In fact, the reviews on Amazon, you can tell it's just beautifully written. But if there is a great deal of brokenness in your past, oh, it's so good. Christian based um, Bonnie Gray. But let me let me just share a few quotes with you, because the closer we get to Christ, he is not going to allow us to remain in denial to have those things repressed and covered up. He wants those wounds healed. And so part of our um, journey with him isn't just going to be giving away our sins. It's going to be healing our brokenness, like we like we um, read in Isaiah 61, binding up the brokenhearted, releasing you from the captivity that you've carried, whatever it may be from your past. Comfort those who mourn to give us beauty for ashes. In fact, I love verse four because it talks about rebuilding the ancient ruins and restoring the places that were long devastated. For me, um, I'm 50, there's, there's things I've carried and devastation from my past, um, ancient ruins, some dysfunction, some brokenness that has gone on for decades. And to not just talk about healing that, but rebuilding it, restoring it, renewing the ruined cities, it says, that have been devastated for generations. Maybe you're part of a multi-generational dysfunction, some type of brokenness that has reigned in your line through, through many different generations. And, and he is intent on healing these things. Instead of the shame of that, you're going to receive a double portion, he says. Instead of disgrace, we rejoice in the inheritance of healing through Christ. So he will work in different ways through each of us to rebuild the, the ruins, to restore the places devastated, to give us beauty for ashes. But it doesn't just come through covering over those things. It comes through looking at them and healing them. That's why it's been so emotional for me this week. Because we don't, we don't want to go back into our pain a lot of times we, the denial's much more comfortable. I don't want to go there. It hurt too much or it's their questions are too hard. And I don't even know what that was. And I, I just, I, I fight it. Um, author Bonnie Gray in, in her book says, the world may view our broken stories and tell us that it's better to hide them, to forget the shame we carry. Just put on a smile and disappear under the work we do, the people we please, and the frenetic activity of keeping busy. She says it's easier to perform than to rest, than to let him heal these things. She said, I have wallpapered over many things. Listen to this. Believing faith enabled me to move past them. But there comes a time when it takes more faith to fall apart with Jesus than to stay strong enough to stop it from happening. Have you wallpapered over some things? Believing faith just enabled you to move past them. You didn't deal with it. You just wallpapered over it and thinks, well, you know, Jesus is just, he's going to help me just, we're just going to move on. I'm not going to go there. I'm just moving past it. But there comes a time, she says, it takes more faith to fall apart with him, to look at it, to go back into it, to dissect it, to understand it takes more faith to do that than to stay strong enough to stop it from happening. As he peels off the fig leaves and as he calls us out of our hiding places, that pain's going to rise up if it has just been covered. And he's okay with that. I, It's been really messy for me lately. I've had some stuff coming out that I would much rather come cover up. I don't kind of like the emotional mess that's... Um, that's being uncovered as he is peeling off those layers of wallpaper. I want to be healed. So I'm willing to let him do that. But I've had to make peace that it's not a pretty process. Um, this is the other thing. And again, if you want to go deeper into that, grab her book. I just can't even do justice to this process of healing brokenness, especially if it's deep and wide generational Um she, she will help you get started on your path. But this is the other thing that I began to realize. And we've got to address it at this point because it may be a roadblock for us. As I began to seek more and more healing from the Lord, when we reached this level and he started to invite me to look at these kinds of fig leaves and hiding places in my lives. They had served me so well to protect me from pain for so many years that it was like my heart was like, nope, 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 not letting go of that. <laughs> That's been my safe place. That has been my comfort. That has protected me. The self-protection flared up so strong in me. like I, I felt like some things were just not going to budge. Some fig leaves were just never going to budge. They felt so stubborn, so tight, so tangled around my heart. And, And for good reason. They had been created out of past pain and they were holding me together. And I felt like it just felt so terrifying. Like if we take this off, I will fall apart. I will feel it again. I will not have control over that. Like there's a lot of stuff that comes up. And so even though I felt him inviting me, to look at those things and begin to dismantle them in my heart. My heart was like digging in her heel. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not letting go. I don't feel safe. I don't feel like I can go there. So if you felt that kind of stubbornness as you've been looking at your fig leaves. I mean, some of mine, it felt like I could just fling them. Like, we're done with those. But we've talked about that a couple episodes about how difficult we hit these these like points where we're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could survive without this coping mechanism or this one. It feels so vulnerable and so scary. Um, what helped me a little bit is Second Corinthians 12. I mean, Paul, Paul talked about the same thing, how he had a thorn in his flesh and he was begging Christ to remove it. I I besought the Lord thrice, he says, that it might depart from me. And that's what I felt about some of the things that I was starting to see in this process that were coming out. Just take it away, Lord. Just take it away. You know, I just wanted him to wave his magic wand and just fix it. And it wasn't. Like they were, those things were still there. And I just didn't understand. I thought for a while, well, maybe I'm weak. I don't know what's wrong with me. Certain temptations, thoughts, struggles, Um, It just wasn't fixing. It wasn't disappearing. I was feeling this inner battle. (laughs) But what I learned was something very important. Again, wanted him to wave his magic wand to just make it go away. When the process of healing needed to be slower than that. I needed to go back in and look at the pain, look at the hurt, look at the things (sighs) I mean, for instance, my person or my people pleasing, my codependency, a lot of that was born out of childhood dysfunction. And so I had to go look at my response and how, why I created that fig leaf and what it was doing for me and, and different. I couldn't just, just, just make it go away. No, I had to kind of examine it. And that thorn was immediately removed. But here's the cool thing when you have these types of thorns or well well fig leaves or whatever that just don't feel like they're going to budge that just feel like they're too hard or too scary or too difficult to unravel especially if they're anchored in your woundedness and they're protecting you from pain your head and your heart may be doing what i've done and said no i mm, i don't i don't feel like i can go there i just feel like i'll cry for a week you know or i'll It'll just, it'll just shatter me. I just can't go back there. What I've learned is when he doesn't remove the thorn easily or immediately, when he doesn't wave his magic wand and I end up having to walk that out, it creates a new need for him that wouldn't be there if he just magically made it go. Poof, it's gone. When it's still there and I'm having to walk out this process of healing, I need him in a much more desperate way. He becomes my oxygen. Mm, see, here come the tears. Okay. Because this time, um, we're not just talking about some sinful things that I had adopted. We're, we're wading back into pain. And I would, that's not territory most of us want to go, but we have to learn to cling to him if we're going to get through it. Um, and it taught me to rely on him in a whole new way. Because I could not handle this process if he wasn't just right there with me every second of it. I mean, we're still going through it. (laughs) Like I said, the last couple of weeks, her her book brought out new things in me that just came out with a vengeance. And I have um, fell at his feet just um, in desperation, wanting this thing to be healed. Desperately. But knowing that It's only possible through him. Like I, I am too big of a mess (laughs) to, to, to even know where to begin on my own, to take apart some of those experiences, to answer the hard questions, to begin to feel like I am safe and loved and whole, um, only he alone. But here's the cool thing. That's what Paul said. The thorn didn't disappear immediately, but then he said, wait a second. Wait a second, this is actually a cooler process because Christ said, no, 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 my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in weakness. I'm not just gonna make the weakness go away. I'm gonna bring all the resources I have to that brokenness and it's gonna begin a healing process that is just absolutely mind-blowing. And so Paul says, wow, like all of a sudden he shifted completely. And I know I've talked about this in other episodes, but he began to glory in his infirmities. Take pleasure in them, he says. I delight, one translation says, in my these weak moments, these moments of brokenness. Because then when I'm weak, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Like it is going to build a strength in us because we have to walk through this difficult territory with him and it's going to create a, a relationship that's rock solid. Like I, I still struggle with things now, but he and I, we've been... We've been through some difficult stuff together. We've waded through the valley of the shadow of death, right? Like Psalms 23 says. Um, because I I wanted healing and I grabbed his hand as tight as I could and said, all right, let's walk through that. But it didn't just help set me free from some of the coping mechanisms that were just um, were burying me. But it also endeared me to him. I mean, he... He wasn't just a therapist. He was like the great physician. Like he knew what would heal that brokenness in me. He knew exactly the experiences I needed to have, the truth I needed to understand. He's led me to books to read, websites, many, many scriptures to rewire my brain and heal those dysfunctional places in me, those broken places in me. To bind up the brokenhearted, Isaiah says to proclaim freedom for the captives. I was very captive to these coping mechanisms that were protecting my heart. I couldn't stop my people pleasing. It, it it paralyzed me. My husband all the time would be like, well, just say this. You can just tell him the, how you feel. <sighs> I've talked about it in the past, I know, but I was a prisoner to that because it was serving this job of protecting my heart from pain. And as he began to show me beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, praise for despair, he did begin to rebuild the ruins and restore the places long devastated that had been devastated for generations. And certain patterns, guys, have been broken. I'm not, I'm not saying we got a perfect family. <laughs> we got stuff. But a lot of the patterns from my um, generational patterns that I grew up in are breaking. They're, they're being healed. And instead of the shame of that, I'm feeling the release and the joy and the healing that can come. Oh my goodness. I, I'm not even sure what I just said (laughs) this. I I can't record it though, because, or I can't redo it because I, this one, I just had to kind of give to God. This is my prayer. I don't know if what I said applied. Maybe you're like, I don't think I have any brokenness. I don't, mine was, was pretty hidden also. I would have said no. I'm doing. I'm pretty good. Like I have a good life. And um, if you hit a point where there are fig leaves, coping mechanisms, hiding places, escapes that are being stubborn, and that are just not moving, maybe they're going to take a little bit deeper digging to where we start peeling off wallpapers that we've you know we've covered over things. We need to let the Lord take us into deeper territory and heal that brokenness. Wherever that came from, a lot of things he brought back to mind had been um, repressed so deep I didn't remember them. And so this is a beautiful process of recovery of our true selves. Think of a vision in your mind of you just being covered with layers and layers of leaves that are almost like a straitjacket. It's not just that he heals the brokenness the freedom from the captives we're captive to those things because they keep us from being able to be our true authentic selves to step into that space of who we were meant to become yes it's scary yes it can be so difficult but it's a restoration it's a restoration of who we really are and it is part of the process okay Guys, the next two, I am so excited about. I can hardly stand it. Much happier, <laughs> um, amazing topics for the next two. We're, we've made it through a lot of the tough parts of our journey. And, and I know this, what we've talked about today, you, you'll have to explore on your own. But man, we get to shift gears for the last two. I'm so excited to get there. Take your time. If you have questions, I have some other things that I could recommend. Um, feel free to email me through my contact page on jcwhiteman.com. But thank you for humoring me today and going on this journey with me. I'm so excited for the next two episodes.